going on everybody i know it's been a minute since i recorded an episode it's tough to find a place to record where i get wi-fi and quiet um yeah we're at that part now where it's just kind of me and ranting and we're down from like 1500 viewers at first to down to like a few hundred left so um kind of winding down people have been asking questions as i'm giving away stuff out of the storage unit what's going on um nothing much no different than we were the last couple of weeks just kind of just understand that once i get to work there's not going to be much for it you know social media influencer was never a plan you know this was all about a podcast with me and my buddies playing golf and unfortunately i didn't get healthy enough to play golf so um we've been struggling the last couple months stuff that i would have expected to be easy is now hard i just can't get healthy it's just that simple um it sucks but it is what it is so we're on to the next thing now um still waiting on the background check from amazon i don't anticipate any issues but it's been 10 days they said five to ten days so um We'll see what happens. You know, I've kicked around the idea of finding retail space and opening a simulator slash fitting studio. I don't really love fitting indoors. And if I'm going to do that, I kind of have to go all in, you know. Um, You'll have rent and overhead and shit like that. So I just... Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is, you know. I, I thought maybe there was a potential little corner somewhere in somebody's current business but it's just not my client base is too far north you know i don't anticipate them traveling down to fairhaven to get fit so um i think that idea is kind of off the table we'll see we'll kick it around once i get up and running working a full-time job we'll see you know are there hours in the day to and do a few fittings um i don't mind the fitting part it was the other stuff that drove me up a fucking wall um and if you're paying for 150 dollars to come get fit by me it's because you heard i'm the guy to get fit by and yeah i'll be friendly and i'll be myself but i don't have to kiss your ass you know i i get into fittings with guys all the time and they'll tell me what they want and i'm just like if that's what you want these numbers are better but if that's what you want, I'll sell it to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to argue with anybody. Once you're in my bay, I don't need to. I know what I know what I'm doing. You know, um, it's funny. You can train anybody to fit. It's the numbers, right? You look at the numbers. You look at the shot into the screen. I mean, it's kind of hard to screw that up. I mean, you can upsell. And you can, that's what they train these guys to do is sell, not fit um because you can't fit without seeing flight so i mean it's it's a tough situation for me because i'm back and forth i've always been one of those dudes who tells it like it is and how can i tell it like it is and then if i'm gonna be there doing it so i don't i don't know i've been back and forth on it i'm not saying no but i'm definitely not saying it's gonna happen tomorrow um, I did reach out to Full Swing to get a price on their simulators, and I can swing that. Um, it's affordable. It's one of those things. It's not TrackMan, but it's good enough. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's good enough. And again, will that affect my business? Probably. So another reason not to fo- not to put out the money and get into business. So. Um, 
Yeah, you know, you're back and forth. Start thinking about former fittings and guys you fit and guys you taught. You know, at the end of the day, anybody can read numbers. But fitting a tour pro and fitting a 12 handicap are completely different. You know, um, I had a guy one time tell me that I didn't fit him to enough spin. Okay, clearly he went on a monitor and saw that I fit him to the lower side of spin. I've also followed his scores, and he hasn't broken 80 in a stroke play event. Shoots in the 60s when he plays matches, but he hasn't broken 80 in a stroke play event. Maybe because when he gets tense and tight, the added spin takes his misses from this to this, and then his short game's not good enough to keep him around par. So, again, you fit everybody to a point differently. Um, You watch guys that you used to teach and the way they they talk about the golf swing and what they're doing with their golf swing. You know, um, I remember I fit Ryan Whitney back when he was just retiring and just starting to take golf serious. He had a severe over the top and slash left. So I had to get him back sitting on his heels and going this way. Yeah, occasionally he's going to get stuck underneath and he's going to block one out to the right, but we had to break that habit. You know, conveniently, he got to his next teacher and his next teacher was like, no, we have to swing left. Right, because he wasn't diving out over the top and he didn't have his club head six inches outside the ball that he had to pull in. We had him sitting back and going this way. So the time you got to him, yes, swing left. But again, it's not cookie cutter lessons. Everybody's different. Every fitting is different, you know. The biggest problem I have with the box stores is not only are they giving you a subpar fitting, they're fitting you into a net. I could do that anywhere. I could do that in my backyard. It's a subpar fitting, whether you want to admit it or not. But then they're putting you the most expensive stuff on the market that they don't even have stock to compare to. Um, Listen, you go head to head stock and upcharge and upcharge is noticeably better by all means. You take them both out on the golf course, I guarantee you the misses are going to be the misses and the good ones are going to be the good ones. You know, your numbers are your numbers. Yes, there's a few shafts here and there that might add some speed, but everybody's different. You know, you put lighter shaft in my hand and I actually lose speed. So when I was always on the borderline of 5 or 6X or 6 or 7S, I would always play 7S. Um, I like to feel ahead. I'm a late I have a ton of lag and I released the club late. So again, to go into a, a booth and get fit is just foolish for me. You know, every time I get on a simulator at my former club, or my not my former club, my former employee, we had the flight scope simulators. It tells me that I hit a low draw and I have to play that. When I don't, I hit a high fade, high baby fade. So because of the way I deliver the club and because of the way my face is positioned, The monitor can only see clockwork and numbers. It doesn't see flight. So, um, again, you believe them if you want to, but I'm not that dude. I'm not going to do it. So, even if I do decide to open a studio, I will offer everybody the opportunity to hit the demo outdoors before I suggest that they buy it. Now, if they trust me and trust it and say, let's go, then obviously I'll tell them to buy it. Um, But for the most part, I think, it would more be like a recommendation. Hey, go find Titleist and get fit by this or go find Cobra Demo Day and put this together and see it fly. You know, um, I'm not a salesman. I'm a club fitter and I'm never going to be accused of selling somebody something 
just like I don't do shady shit and I don't lie to people. You know, I tell them like it is, you know, um, it's funny. I've gotten some responses from the guys at my old club. It's, it's comedy show now, you know, the, the groupies, even his boys are reaching out and saying, I can't believe what he's doing. And today's another example of them cutting corners. You know, they're going to say, oh, it's the same thing. And he doesn't know what he's talking about and blah, 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 blah. You still haven't punched in 10 years. You've done the needle tines and top dress. Most good golf courses do that once a month. That's not your big August fall aeration. Um, but it is what it is. If I say something, I'm complaining. So, you know, everybody can comment on me and on what I'm doing. Um, it's kind of funny, though. It's more positives. It's more support. It's more, yo, everything you say is spot on. But I would love to hear some feedback negatively. You know, I'd love to get into it with somebody. Um, you know, yes men don't make entertainment. It's funny. You look at the numbers. I got That's another one. I keep trying to figure out how not to say um, and it is what it is. And then you get into now it's it's funny. So I got to stop saying that. Uh, but again, we go one take. I don't edit. I don't think about what I'm doing. I just think about what I want to talk about. And I get on here and I rant. Um, yeah, you know... You go to numbers, and I'm talking about the podcast and how many numbers I have. YouTube's my smallest following. Um, it's the last one that I did, but I'm getting about 100 views on every episode on YouTube, and I get another few hundred on Spotify. I don't know if it's the same people watching both. I don't know why you would. I'm not that entertaining, but um, yeah, so the numbers... I'd say if I had to guess right around 500 from every episode, but I really haven't tried. I mean, honestly, that's just word of mouth and people that followed me as a club fitter. So um, if I started to get fitting again, I think the podcast could grow, you know, experiences of fitting and what we're doing it just sucks that I didn't get to play golf this summer. You know, I got invited to a tournament Saturday and I'm just like, I just don't want to play a stroke play grind right now. You know, stroke play is a grind if you do it right. You're not just playing golf. You're thinking about what happens next and what shot's next and, you know, where we're going to hit this one and where do we want to miss and how do we not make a big number and tree line to tree line, keep it in front of you. It's just a different game and it's a grind and I don't want my first round of the month. I haven't touched a club since July. I don't want that to be my first round. So, again, it seems like Every time I get invited to play somewhere, it rains or it's just not the right setting for me right now. So it is what it is. You know, I, I did this to myself. I made choices in October and November. By no means is this podcast a pity me. This is me going through my shit. You know, I made a statement the other day about COVID. Um, and a few people have chimed in. It was like, oh, COVID killed everybody. But everybody doesn't have an autoimmune disease that takes a shot once a month that shuts my immune system off. You know, um, it, it was tough and I'm not going to lie. Having a person move in that was, I'll be nice and say hard on me, um, was tough and it made it even more difficult. And then when she started working at the coffee shop and came home one day crying saying, I think I'm going to come home and you're going to find and she was going to find me dead um it led to a heart to heart that needed to be had we talked about covid and how you know i have to be careful about it having no immune system at the beginning of covid when everybody was ranting and raving on how crazy it was it was scary um but 
that same night while we were having that conversation, she broke down and was like, I feel like every time I'm going to work, I have a, there's a chance I'm going to kill you. Um, so I knew right away, keep my shit to myself and keep my shit normal and be strong and, and suck it up. You know, I did my best while we were home was brutal. I went to this bay, I got a mat, I brought it home. I brought track man home. I was hitting wedges at a bucket just to stay busy uh, we would walk bogey on the golf course. It just, it was hard. And I know it was hard for everybody, but when you're somebody who self-isolates and always found that way to let it rip to recover, I just lost that that outlet. You know, um, it went from six days in the house. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because it went from working 50 to 60 hours a week. So that was half of it. And then being able to just go home and die, uh, I couldn't get away with that anymore. You know, the person in my life was active and understandably. So we were going to do things and it was a little nerve wracking. Um, putting a mask on to go anywhere. And by the end, I was just putting on one of those bibs because I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. Can't breathe. I can't function. Um, so I didn't care, you know, at the end it was, I'm the first to admit, I was being negligent and it added to my fears, but what am I going to do, not work? You know, I'm in the bay eight hours a day with people in and out, touching everything, you know, there was a chance that I was going to catch it and I freaked out every night. I went home, literally didn't even... I guess I would say hi to her, but I would try not to. I would literally go straight outside um, and actually, no, we were in the apartment at first. So I would go straight in the shower was where I went, shower and then get back. And then we started looking for homes that got even more stressful. And I thought one night in August, I got absolutely loaded and just broke. Um, I was sitting on my parents' couch, fucking wasted and just started crying. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I'm working way too many hours. I'm panicking every day. Um, we're searching for a house. It's up and down. We shouldn't have bought the house. We should have stopped right there. I should have got some help. Uh, but I didn't. I just kept grinding, kept going forward, kept working. And then we bought the house and fuck, that was the worst thing ever. Because um, now I had a dispensary a block away a backyard that I could just go hide um, and a basement that I could hide in. So, you know, nights at night when I couldn't fall asleep, you know, I would slide down to the couch in the basement, um, take bogey outside, smoke. If I was really struggling, I would take a shower because I knew she wouldn't hear me if I started crying in the shower. Uh, life was tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I make it myself, you know, I, it's, I tune people out. Um, she used to make comments that I have no friends. I have no close friends because I don't really trust anybody. I never have. Uh, birthdays were always brutal. I was always, you know, my friends, it was always, you know, you're the, the brunt of the prank on your birthday. And it just kind of was like, all right, fuck birthdays. I can't stand them. Never really told any of my buddy my birthday when we were in school. It just kind of slid out. It was usually it usually fell around um, fall break, 
you know, one year my buddies came down, I think it might have been my 21st, they came down because we were living off campus and I, we threw a huge party. Um, but, yeah, birthdays have always kind of sucked. It's just, you know, it's, I don't get excited for them and I didn't. And then the last few have been just an absolute nightmare. So, um, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> I actually take it off of Facebook so that way nobody sees it because I just don't want to hear it. You know, I just don't want to deal with it. Um, most people probably figure it out this year just because it's like a few days after Bogey's one-year anniversary of his death. So um, it's kind of all around that same time. But today I wanted to rant a little bit about the COVID thing. You know, I wanted to, you know, just kind of vent. Yes, I get it. Everybody struggles with COVID. But some people had more struggles than others, and, and um, I did my best. I've done my best. A lot of people don't even know I have rheumatoid arthritis, you know. Um, yeah, the people close to me that have been on social media, or they hear the sarcastic jabs, but they don't know how much pain I'm in. You know, I'm on 15 milligrams of prednisone and my shot currently, and it feels like I'm standing on two tennis balls. Um, the balls of my feet, if this is your foot and this is the ball of your foot it feels like I have a half tennis ball on each of them so when I step it's squishy like a tennis ball but it's swollen and it's there and we were talking about golf with a buddy you know um back to what we we're talking about with Ryan Whitney he was over the top and out on his toes well when I'm really bad arthritis wise on my feet as long as there's no pain like right now the mask the prednisone and the shot are kind of masking most of the pain it actually helps. It gets me off my toes. It gets me sitting back and, and turning and it keeps me stable. But um, if I push it and if I go play golf, this will turn into pain. So it's it's um, it's tough. But again, everybody has their, their things. It's I get it. You know, I'm not sitting here ranting for a pity party. Um, I started ranting with the blog. Uh, I opened some doors and people have questions on what's going on with a lot of places, um, a lot of things that I know. So they got gear questions, they got golf questions, they got maintenance questions, anything. They've been reaching out and I've been answering. So it's been fresh in my mind and I wanted to talk about it. So it, it is what it is. You go back and forth with people. Um, honestly, it, it's kind of been a little upsetting that everybody agrees with everything I said because either I'm a fucking genius or you're just grouping it up kind of like you do with him there um nothing good comes from agreeing with everything listen I know I'm gonna ruffle some feathers I know I've already ruffled some feathers why do you think nobody likes it publicly why do you think they all respond privately or dm or so and so is listening to every episode or so and so thinks you're so spot on it's crazy or you know, um, every time I think about ending it, something comes up. This week it was Megan Kang getting her first win. You know, she was a member at the club that I used to work at. And her and Bogey would see each other every day. You know, on the way to the clubhouse or on the way to the bay, he ran to that corner of the, the covered range where they hung out. You know, then you wake up today and it's the Ryder Cup selections. And yeah. There's some people that were surprised. I'm not. Um, I think this is going to be great for Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I think you're going to see both of them feed off each other. 
it's match play, right? Um, there's no worries. You just let it rip, have fun, make birdie or make X. I think you're going to see those guys light it up. I think Justin Thomas is due. He's right on the edge. He just needs some putts to, to, to go in. I think you put him and just him and Jordan Spieth in alternate shot early and you get Spieth on the greens, you know, success feeds success. I used to tell people this all the time, you know, yeah, I'm a good club fitter and I know what I'm doing. I was a good teacher and I know what I'm doing, but you see me on the top 100 club fitting list, but you don't see me on the top 100 teachers list because confidence, right? When you walk into my bay for a club fitting, I know you're leaving better than when you started. When you walk in to my bay for a lesson, that's not always the case. You know, um, everybody learns differently. My ex used to say all the time, I want to get good this year. I say, okay, let's set up a lesson. Well, she didn't like teaching my teaching style. Tom set her up with a great drill where she just kind of whacked the side of a building and got used to hitting things. I don't like hitting the building. So it was always something, right? So every, and I'm not knocking her. Yeah, I'm kind of side, side laughing, sarcastically knocking her, but everybody learns differently. Everybody has a way that they're comfortable learning. The three that I offered to her, unfortunately, weren't her way of learning. So hopefully somebody gets her, gets on board with her. Her biggest problem was confidence. You know, um, it's funny. Everybody walked out of my bay and they were ready to go. They were confident. They trusted the gear I'd fit them to. She didn't. Um, but when I would stand over and say, shut up and rip it, she'd hit it great. Three wood was the worst club in her bag until I was standing there telling her what to do. Um, so, you know, people need that. And that's okay, right? That's why tour players have caddies. I don't mean to bash her. She was a great player. Um, she was a good player. Could have been a great player. She just didn't have the confidence you know so when you walked into my bay you walked out of there confident that was why i was a good fitter it had nothing to do with me being able to read numbers or ball flight better than anybody else it is what it is i mean yeah i mean i probably could have people targeted with five swings and not have to go through the whole process where it's going to take other guys a lot longer to find the right setup but you left there thinking i was the best fitter because i acted that way i never questioned my own judgment um, if you had questions, I was happy to answer them. If you doubted me, I was happy to get you back in the bay. Let's go. Let's figure it out. You know, um, who knows? You could have been swinging different that day. I've had days like that. We've all had days where we're hitting the ball differently than what we really do, right? So, again, it's all about confidence and, and trusting in what you do. And I think that's where you're going to see um, Justin Thomas take a huge step forward in the Ryder Cup because now you got eight pairs of eyes instead of four on every putt um you're getting reassured by three people on every decision so i think it's going to be a good good thing for justin thomas um yeah it's it, it is what it is you know we struggle through games and tournaments and and stuff and you look back you know um it's funny i slashed it last year in the club championship i shot 79 in the stroke play i think i was like two or three over through 15 or 14 and then started hitting the vape. I bogeyed 16, bogeyed 17, and I think I doubled 18, just staggered to the finish. But once we got to match play, it was a different story. Match play, I don't care. I'm just fucking hitting as hard and as straight as I can and shooting at every pin. You know, if I lose a hole, I'm one down. If I win a hole, I'm one up. Um, I had the eventual champion three down through seven. 
some people that are in and out of my life decide, had decided to work that day. And yep, by the back nine, we started on the vape and we four putted 15. So it's like, you laugh at situations, but it's my fault. I'm the one that started hitting the vape. You know, it's, it is what it is. You do what you do. You just try to live life the best you can. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. Anybody thinks I'm desperate right now. I have a, you know, I don't know, minimum $30,000 Scotty Cameron collection I can sell. I have a $25,000 Jeep that I can sell. And I have a ton of stuff. I mean, I have a Titleist tent that would go for big money on eBay if I threw it on there. So it's, I have Patriots tickets that I can sell if I have to. I don't really want to, but I screwed up and didn't get stadium side parking. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. Obviously, I've put out, you know, I'm taking offers for the first game. But it has to be somebody I know. I'm not taking a chance of losing my ticket. So, um, and I know what they're going for. I'm done doing freebies and favors. I've spent like $400 on free shipping for giveaways for the podcast. I'm done with that. So, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on Spotify. So, I just figured I'd come and rant and and see what what's what. Um, I've put comments out. I've put questions out. I would love for your feedback. Good, bad, and different. Tell me I'm a fucking asshole. Anything. Um, sorry, not supposed to say that. It's another donation. Jimmy Fun Telephones this week. I got to come up with something to give to them, um, for all the F words. We'll figure it out. Um, but again, you know, comment, write a cup stuff. I'd love to chat. I'd love to have your opinion. And honestly, I will address all of it, but, um, I can only address what I see if nobody asks questions. You know, everybody that reaches out is always reaching out in support. But I love the questions. You know, I was live the other night. A couple guys were asking fitting questions. Hey, is my shaft that you fit me for still current? Blah, blah, blah. I love it. I'm I'm happy to answer all of them. It keeps me fresh in golf, you know. So um, it's one of those things where I wish I didn't know, to be honest. It would be so much easier if I could just be like, I don't know, but... I usually have an answer for most of the questions and I definitely have an opinion for all of them. (laughs) So, but again, until next time, guys, I appreciate all the support. And like I said, we're going to start to wind down the social media stuff, but I think the podcast may still live on.